Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Revolutionary Sisters of the Diaspora. We are so glad you were able to join us this evening. We have a wonderful show slated for you tonight. We have three wonderful uh, speakers who are going to talk about the side gig. And the title tonight is Fuel Your Passion, Rock Your Side Gig. This is Ange. I am one of the hosts of Revolutionary Sisters of the Diaspora. We are black and brown sisters coming together to discuss topical issues of race, social and economic justice, gender equality, empowerment, and everything in between. So I'm going to start off today just talking a little bit about a side gig and what we mean when we talk about a side gig. And for a lot of people, I think they think side gig meaning uh, another stream of income. But actually, it's not only that, it's also fueling your passion for something that you're really, really excited about doing. Many of us have probably gone to college and we've studied one particular area and we thought that that's what we were going to be doing. But then come to find out when we get into the real world, it's not necessarily what we studied, it's actually what we do. For some of us it is, but for some of us, we end up branching off and doing a lot of other things. Um, Me, for one, I started off in the fashion and buying merchandising field and then went into Latin American studies. And I can tell you I'm not doing either of those two things right now, (laughs) but um, they did give me an opportunity to work in those fields and decide that they really weren't necessarily my passions. And so we're going to talk a little bit tonight about having a side gig that kind of helps propel you into what area you're passionate about. And these three lovely ladies that we will speak with tonight are um, the epitome of doing just that, doing something that they're passionate about that may or may not be associated with what they do on in their nine-to-five. So... One of the things that we want to address is the fact that we are not just one-dimensional people. Um, There, We have a plethora of multiple gifts and talents. We have various interests. And to the extent that we can explore those interests is what we're going to try to do tonight and help you in looking at what your interests may be. So just for the sake of talking about myself for five seconds, I am a, I guess you could consider me a criminal justice policy analyst, and I can't say that initially when I got into it, it was a passion, but I think right now, because of the fact that I see what's going on in the country, uh, both on the federal level and on the state level, it's really important that I am an advocate for people who are disenfranchised, people who don't have a voice. And so in that respect, I am passionate about the work I do. It's hard work, but it is um, something that I think that I'm good at, and and I do it because people need help. And I think I thrive on that. Now, one of the other passions I had, and I say this to my students when I'm teaching, is I teach Zumba. And Zumba, for those who don't know, is a dance form 
that's based in Latin America and African dance. And I think I was dancing from the womb. I came out shaking, dancing, and I just really, really enjoy enjoy that. And so that's pretty much my side gig, and I started doing it. I just realized I, I've been doing it for seven years, and on and off I've been teaching. I'm teaching seniors now. I taught on a vacation once. I was on a cruise and I ended up teaching. This was before I even really had a routine. So that is my passion. I love to dance. I love music, all types of music, and so that is my passion. So with that, we're going to move into our first first speaker, and I will introduce her briefly and let her talk, and then we might have a couple of questions for her. So Q is the lovable, huggable, angry black woman, and she's a policy advocate and a true revolutionary sister of the diaspora. So Q's side gig is at JNN Consulting, where they have nearly 20 years of experience creating resumes and writing cover letters. Also, they have 30 years experience writing and editing a range of documents. Their trick of the trade is to give your cover letter and resume the needed attention and care needed to help you get your next job. So uh, just a testimonial, verbal testimonial, I'll read a couple of of other testimonials. I uh, actually commissioned Ms. Q to help me with my resume and cover letter for a position that I was looking at. And she challenges you to the point where you're just like, I'm going to hurt you because you're asking me all these deep questions that I haven't really taken the time out to think about myself. But what that process did for me was really forced me to look at the items that I had on my resume, whether or not those items really were relevant and and how I could expand on certain items that would get the attention of someone looking at at my resume and cover letter. So while it's it's a challenging process because it forces you to go inside yourself and really ask yourself, okay, but what did you do? You said you did this, but what does that mean? Um, How does that translate when when someone is looking at your resume? So a couple of other testimonials uh, from folks. One says, I have never done plastic surgery. But when Q was done with her surgical procedure on my resume, I felt like I had a facelift. My self-confidence boosted, and I just knew I was walking on air. Thank you so much, Q, for reintroducing me to my fabulous self. Needless to say, I love your work, your energy, your style, you. To say you are an incredible and an awesome way is truly an understatement. You are simply the best. Thank you so much. Uh, Second uh, testimonial, moving to the Washington, D.C. area and looking for a dream job can be an overwhelming and intimidating undertaking. Q relieves the anxiety. She gets you to think about how your skills might transfer to other types of organizations, industries, or contexts so you understand similarities between your experience and the vague language used in many job postings. She provides perfect guidance for filling out those ominous online applications. She doesn't give superficial or abstract advice. 
Rather, her instruction is detailed, comprehensive, and thoughtful, which is exactly what you need when applying for these competitive positions. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Q and let her talk a little bit more about how you got here. Why you why did you decide to take this side gig or explore this side gig? What prompted you to do it? And yeah, that is it's pretty exciting to have those testimonials on your website. Yeah, no, my clients are very very groovy and they make me humble, right? Because to actually have those words spoken out loud kind of makes me a little bashful. But (laughs) why do I do this? I like to say that I have one job in life, right? And that one job is dismantling systems of oppression. That is what I do in every capacity. And so part of the niche that I see in doing this work is I get to work with people to help them recognize how fly they really are. And oftentimes, resumes and cover letters and even preparing people for interviews is filled with a lot of process, and it has absolutely no accomplishments. And quite frankly, I don't care whether or not you know how to use a copy machine, and neither does the person who is reviewing your resume. (laughs) They don't. But that is the kind of process that's often included. But the fact that you, for example, might have created 20 binders filled with information submitted to the contracting office of the federal government in order to secure $3 million worth of grant funding for your organization, that is an accomplishment. That is really fly hitting the print button, not so much. So that is the kind of information I extrapolate from my clients and I put it into words for them so that they realize, oh, my God, I did all of that stuff. And on another level, you know, um, Ange described me as a revolutionary. I would also describe myself as a black feminist, right? And so part of what I do is, going back to dismantling systems of oppression, is tackling the wage gap. The fact of the matter is women earn approximately 78 cents to the dollar compared to men. And then if we go into what it means to be a woman and you take into account issues of race and ethnicity, that number drops even further if you're a black woman or if you're a Latina or if you're Native American. So when I help my clients, particularly women of color, secure a job where there is no wage gap, that is yet another opportunity for me to chip away at a system of oppression that keeps women from being fully acknowledged in all of their glory and all of their flyness. So that is another reason why I enjoy doing it, right? Helping women recognize how fly they really are and helping them walk into an interview with the confidence of knowing that I got this in the bag. Or as to put it another way, I make sure that my clients know that they have as much swag as a mediocre white guy. There you go. And I make them realize (laughs) that they can go in and do that. And then one last reason why I really enjoy doing this is my coming to the realization that I am a word slinger. Everyone has multiple talents, and my talents are words and storytelling. I know how to take Um, a person's story, a person's experience, and translate that in a way, in a fashion that makes them highly marketable, that makes people read it and at the end of it say, yeah, i got to bring her in to hire, to interview her, because you know what, this person fascinates me. 
goes and said throughout the process of working with me, and I really have developed a process, there's a lot of me asking you, what does that mean? And it can become very frustrating because on your face, you think that people should know exactly what you're talking about, but all they know are the words on the page. Mm-hmm. And if those words on the page are all filled with process and not accomplishments, they're going to move on to the next resume. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you yep. have to tell me what does it mean. Because if you can't tell me what it does it mean, then I can't write it and you can't be hired. So I love doing the work. I love helping people recognize how fly they really are. I love doing my little piece to tackle the wage gap. And I love to write. And I love to translate stories. So that's all part of why I do this. And as a side note, I started doing this when I was in high school when my mother had the foresight to send me to a resume and interviewing workshop because she had a vision that I had not yet recognized about where my career would go. So she said I needed to know that while I was still in high school. I love that. And so, yes, I did. That is truly a passion because you've been doing this since high school. Yes, I have. And and not that not just you're old, but high school you've gone to college. That's right. You have gone to a graduate. That's degree. right. I went to law school. And now you are doing policy work. That's right. And you are doing this as a side gig. Yes, I am doing this as a side gig. And I'm proud to say that clients who listen to me have jobs. <laughs> here in the metro area and beyond. And beyond. I've worked with people all over the country because my work is, in some ways, it's virtual. As a matter of fact, I do not want to see you as we go through the process because 90% of communication is nonverbal. And I need my clients not to be distracted by my nonverbal cues and get to the point of Mm -hmm. listening to the question at hand, which is what does that mean? What does that mean? Or on another level, why do I need to know this? Do I really need to know that you know how to work a copy machine? Is that beneficial? Do I need to know that you mastered using Microsoft Word, something that is pretty much a typical skill? Because mm-hmm. if you think it is, explain to me what does that mean and how does that make you marketable. If you cannot, then we don't need that. But the fact that you wrote a policy journal for your organization one that didn't exist before you started working there, but you didn't think that was important enough to put on your resume? Yes, it does, because that means that you are a published author. That means that you understand how institutional structures and processes get put into place. That means that you as an individual can walk into an organization of 20 to 30 people and restructure how it operates and bring them into compliance with the law, even though you didn't know that there were legal obligations to be met. I help you recognize how fly you really are. How fly you really are. I like that. Is that like the, like a little byline you have? One of my tags? Yeah. One of my tags. Really so I have several tags, one of which is you need a job, I give you a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. Helping you recognize how fly you really are, and there is not going to no process, only accomplishments. Dig it. Very good. Love it. Cool. Thank cool. you. Thank you so much, Q. Um, We have a couple of people who are on the line. If you are interested in asking a question, just press 1 on your keypad, and we will recognize you to either ask a question or make a comment. Uh, But you can listen in. That's fine. If you don't want to ask a question, just uh, if you do decide at any point you want to 
chime in. And so we are going to go to, um, I'm sorry, the, and the call-in number for those listening online is 619-924-0980. Again, 619-924-0980. So we're going to move along, and I'm going to introduce our next guest, which is Sabrina Wood, and she is a full-time tax accountant and movie aficionado. She is a Trekkie that has been on the inaugural Star Trek cruise and has traveled <laughs> extensively to locales such as India, the birthplace of her mother, France just recently, and other sexy destinations. She just recently started her website, blog, and soon to launch the Cinnamon Cinephile podcast discussing what she loves best, films. So I am turning it over to the Cinnamon Cinephile. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. This is Cinnamon here. And, yes, I am Sabrina <laughs> Wood, and I am a, <laughs> I am a senior director uh, of a, of a uh, firm, CPA firm, and I, uh, by day I'm a tax accountant. And then in the evening I'm a movie aficionado. I'm a movie expert. And so, yes, just to – to piggyback on what Q was saying, um, some of these things are passions that you have from when you're a young a young kid. And one of the things I learned about side gigs is that don't be afraid about false starts. Because if you heard my intro, I have a lot of passion. And so people, some people do have a lot of different things, and you try a lot of things. And I was a travel agent. I actually had a travel business for a while because, you know, I, I do like to travel and go here and there. But then I realized that I really don't like customer service. <laughs> I really don't care if you lost your passport. So I wasn't very good at that. And uh, so there were some things about your passion that you're not going to love. And what I want to stress is that, you know, you keep going and you keep going until you find it. Now, one of the things I did here in, with with the previous conversation is that you go with the effort. And sometimes, you know, there's a couple of great articles. There's one by Mark Cuban, and he says, don't don't talk about passion. Talk about effort. And you go back to the thing that you really are doing. And um, I found out that when I look back on my life, the one thing that was always consistent that I always did from when I was a little girl was watch movies. I have always loved movies. I chronicled movies. I recorded movies. I memorized movies. I knew who directors were. And so finally, I think what got me going is that in this latest world that we live in, you know, with Oscars so white and people not getting recognized for what they're doing, the rise of indie film, the rise of Nollywood, which is the Nigerian Hollywood, the rise of Bollywood and all these other people of color that are making these great movies, but being locked out of Hollywood, where, you know, if you've got a Holocaust movie, that is just going to win. I hate to say it, but that's what <laughs> happens. Um, I wanted to introduce people to the movies that are being made around the world where I was traveling. So I like to put my travel passion in with my true, true effort and passion, which are movies. So I do travel to different film festivals. I'm going to the Middleburg Festival this weekend, which is run by Sheila Johnson, another incredible sister who has just taken this film festival and has made it something that people from Hollywood travel to Virginia to see this film festival. Last year, she had a slate of 29 films that garnered 44 Oscars. So you think she's got an in and can get some movies played? I think so. 
So I want to talk about that feeling that, you know, maybe this isn't my passion. I'm going to start again because I did. I dropped the travel business. I love makeup. I was a, you know, a direct salesperson for 17 years, but um, I didn't like recruiting people. Um, So that really didn't work all that well for me. But this passion I really have, this effort I'm really putting forward, and what I want to do with Cinnamon Cinephile is introduce people to the world of movies that maybe Hollywood is not going to do for us and that we just have to do for our own daggone selves. So I will be part of that. That Yes, I will. I will introduce these films. I will promote these films. I will introduce other sisters and other people, not just sisters, but I will introduce the rest of the world to what other people of color are producing and, and writing about and showing and just making some great, great films. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to b- briefly just mention is that don't worry about getting it all together you know, right away. And, and that's one of the things that I think really stopped me a lot of times. So I started my movie thing from a Facebook page and from a Facebook page that had a whole different name and a whole different look, you know, it went on to a blog and the blog was painful of me trying to get that going. So, you know, I had to learn the technology, but I really had this passion. So I I struggled through it and I figured out how to get the blog going. And the blog is now morphed into a website and, you know, now the website is turning into a podcast. So, you know, you take baby steps, you take little steps, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. You get one more follower and one more eyeball looking at it. And, you know, if it if I can monetize it, which I'm going to do right now, it is in the process of being monetized with Fandango, um, that's great. You know, yes, making money with it is good. Yeah, I have an application in there right now to uh, have it monetized. And so when I introduce someone to a movie and you go to Fandango, from my site to Fandango, you know, I get paid in the middle of the night. So it's going to be, yes, but it's going to be films that I want to tell people about. It's going to be films that aren't going to get the big advertising spread, you know, girlhood, um, you know, the didn't great film from France that didn't make it in like the big thing of, you know, fresh. It was a great movie that people were sort of like, oh, you know, where's that documentary? Got to try to find it. Got to try to see it. Um, you know, and now that you can download and stream and, you know, you can get access to these movies, which you don't have to rely on the neighborhood theater doing it for you. So I want to, you know, cue people in on what's going on and how you can access it. And that's my real big thing. And I just absolutely am just totally loving it. So one thing, again, that I also want to stress is that the money is definitely something that you're going for, but you can't put that first. Like I said at the beginning, it's going to be the thing you put effort into. And I know, you know, sort of when I was doing um, some of the other things, it was the money was the first thing in my mind. And a lot of times, you know, you, you're going to get the money from your day job, most likely. You know, and I, 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 I can get the money from the day job. So you're going to do this, you know, on the other side of the brain, the left side of the brain, the thing you really love, the thing you're really doing, the thing you're putting effort and time. You know, like I'm sitting up at, you know, 2 and 1 o'clock in the morning writing a blog post. I'm sitting up at uh, – Angelino, I've been up at like 7 a.m., you know, correcting something that I've got on the website. I'm looking at when movies are opening. I'm putting RSS feeds on things. I didn't even know what an RSS feed was. So, you know, you need to embrace the technology, learn how to do it. And you take baby steps with it. You go with what you're passionate about. If the money comes, that's great. You know, and if it doesn't, you're still happy. 
Or at least I am. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think for those of us who know you know your passion about um about films. I told you I think last week that I don't think I'd ever in my life met a actually I know never in my <laughs> life have I met a black woman that knew so much about actors, actresses what year movies came out, who was in the movie with who, who did who to get to the other movie, the songs, <laughs> the, uh, all the nuances about... The backstory, about yeah, how music, got it. ...about films, and not just films of the diaspora, but films that, you know, who even heard of some of these films <laughs> that, that, you, that you know... And I just was just, I'm just always just in awe that you can just come up with these names and I can barely remember my name day to day and you come up with all these names of these people who have been in all these films. And so I know that this will be successful for you because I know from the time I met you, I guess it's been, I don't know, five, six years, that oh, you've lived and breathed. Has it been that long? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I knew you before years. you were doing Zumba. <laughs> right. Ten That's years. True. No, that yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah, because you've known me for about seven years. And that's another so, thing about side gigs. you got to get it going because time is flying. <laughs> time is flying. Mm-hmm. So Life is now. If you so just get it going, though. Just, just you want to do something, do, do it. it. Just, just do it. Don't worry about it being perfect. Don't worry about it being full born out of the head of Zeus. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, and if not, Hera has your back. Um. Again, if you want to ask a question, hit one on your keypad and the number to dial in if you do want to. Ask a question, make a comment is 619-924-0980. So before we move into our final speaker, uh, Q, did you have a quote that you wanted to I do. I you out there to the public? And I always have a quote. I, I live and die by quotes. But... Following up with what Sabrina said about the urgency of time and living in the now and recognizing that if you have a passion and you want to do it. Excuse me, cinnamon cinephile. I'm sorry, cinnamon cinnamon cinephile. I apologize. Hey. (laughs) Hey, cinnamon. Um, Hey. You know, there's this quote that's been floating around for a long time that I think that we should all keep in mind, which goes, what if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? Yeah. So don't yes. wait. It's no failure. It's only experimentation. There is exactly. no failure when you do a side gig. It's only experimentation. So, darling, you will not fall, but what if you fly? Plus the tax write-off for it. <laughs> Right. Talk to oh, me no, about writing it off. We'll talk about all of those other benefits and perks when you uh, towards the end. Of the That's call. right. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you know, some of some of the things I have done have cost some, you know, upfront money and you know didn't work out. And it's, you know, I, we were talking about this the other day. You know, your friends say, "Oh, you're trying something else now." You know, weren't you doing this like you know, a couple of years ago? Now, what are you doing? And it's like, yeah, I'm doing something else. I'm trying another way. Yeah. 
What about it? It's a hobby loss. Right off, right? Hobby Lots tax write off. Sorry, okay, I'm done. Yeah, we know. All right, and that was perfect. Perfect. So, we're going to go on to our uh, next speaker, and this is last, of course, but not least, Ms. Trina Ramsey. Trina is a full time fundraiser who launched My Coach Trina in 2009. She is the host of the blog talk radio show Career Talk with Coach Trina and author of, excuse me, new author of Just Do You, A Declaration of Independence from Guilt, Obligation, and Shame. And Trina has also walked for the past 10 years, including just last week in the Avon Breast Cancer Walk. Uh, Trina's just an amazing person who is full of energy and full of ideas and she just keeps us motivated and grounded and keeps us with our eyes on the prize and and really focused on okay getting to that next step and that next level in your life and so I will turn this over to Miss Trina Ramsey or my coach Trina thanks and thanks um I'm so tickled to to be on the other side of the mic it's you know I've been hosting shows for over three years now and so every once in a while I get on the other side and I'm like okay now what do I do um <laughs> but I definitely um just want to underscore what Q just said about the what if I fall and and oh right. darling what if I fly because that's really that's really what it's all about, and that's part of what fuels my passion. I am a people person, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just, just yeah, a little. <laughs> you like people way more than I do. <laughs> all, of, all of us are together. <laughs> that's right. I'll fight for you, but it doesn't mean I like you. <laughs> and I'm a positive person, and um, this is actually a very embarrassing distinction. But my senior year of college in our Black Student Union, I was voted most inspirational. I was 22 years old. Like, that's weird, ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) That's prophetic. Wait, it makes perfect sense. That is prophecy. And here you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, exactly. And I also want to tell a little story. I tell it quite a bit um, in my talks and in my um, programs. You may have heard it very recently because Q was at my most recent retreat. But um, I actually said no to myself the first time I thought about becoming a coach. And the conversation Mm. was something like this. Hey, you know, I was at, you know, this place at a specific job where I was like, "Mm, not exactly feeling it. And, well, I think it's time for job search and go through and start get yourself ready. And, And I had this conversation that was like, well, you know, you really ought to think about, becoming a life coach, you're very positive, you kind of collect mentees along the way, and people really look up to you, and, you know, you're good with people, you should think about doing that, and and self said, no, you can't do that, you're a fundraiser, you've been doing fundraising all these years, you don't have any credentials, you don't have any, you know, track record, you can't do it, and so I literally shut myself down in 30 seconds, and it took me actually being at... Um, 
Human Potentials program. It was Momentum, and um, that weekend, it was a three-day weekend, and it was all focused on yourself, and it was focused on your life and what you want and possibilities, and I, like, startled myself, like, because I recognized, I remembered then, because I had forgotten about it. I had shut that thing down so hard that it wasn't even, like, in my consciousness. It wasn't right. like I was lying. Oh, God, that you shut it down. Yes. Shut it down so Yes, exactly. And so by the end of that weekend, I stood up in front of over 100 people and declared that I was going to become a life coach. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know, you know, but I just was just compelled. It was like, no, it's time to say yes. And so that that um, passion for possibility, I've also been through a number of career changes in my life, which is part of the reason why career coaching is a big part of my my suite of services. But I also recently have come to really embrace women who are in their fierce forties, fabulous fifties, and sensational sixties, who have spent much of their life focused on other people's priorities, and, and the occasional thirty-something, and, and the occasional exactly, exactly. I uh, got a couple seventy-somethings in my crew as well, um, but you know there is that space. We as women have been socialized so much to really. Um, Forget what you really want or need because you are in service of other people. You've got to sacrifice. You've got these family members. You've got your job. You've got your career. Just go get it done. Um, You can rest when you're dead, so on and so forth. And so that's why I actually transitioned my um, or added another persona to my practice, which is the Just Do You Institute for Women's Empowerment. And it was from that work which is partially how the book was actually born. Yes. And the book the book is these life lessons that are just again cue forces us to think when we're looking at our resume and dig deep and be emotional about it. It's like, I don't know why I have it there. It's just there. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years. Why are you bugging me about this? I don't know why it's there. I put it there. I put it there. Yes, we've been through we've that been together. Through breathe, breathe. Oh, boy, she's breathe, going breathe. back. Wait, come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. Into no the light. Into the light. Into the light. Into the light. <laughs> and then on the flip side of that, we have Trina, who has this book now with all with these fifty life lessons, forcing you. I don't force you. Think <laughs> about the various life lessons that she has gone through and that she knows other women are facing as well. And not only do you have to read it and think about it, but she makes you write down things. I got the I got the whip. <laughs> I got the whip. That's the part I like the most about the book. And options about what you just read. So, for example, (laughs) Lesson 16 uh, is based on a quote by Maya Angelou. Mm -mm. It says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. 
I should have read that ten years ago. You should have read, read it, right? <laughs> read it, lived it. Good. Put it on a podcast. Yeah, believe them. <laughs> and so after you read the life lesson, which honestly, the life lessons are just short little statements, and then you have a journal exercise. So you end up writing a little journal uh, entry based on what the life lesson is. And what this book does, workbook, book, journal, is that it helps you bring out the things that are so deep that you, again, you don't even know subconsciously right. that are there. And and as you go through life day to day and you're thinking about these things, you're, there are things as, as Trina just said, you know, she had put out in the universe, oh, I'm going to, you know, I think I want to be a life coach. And then she talked herself out of it in a matter of seconds and then had suppressed that so much she forgot that she had even said she wanted to be a life coach until she was in a situation where she had to put up or shut up, mm-hmm. right? Because there are other people out there that were saying what they want, what they were going to do in their lives. And mm-hmm. you, and when people are out there and they are encouraging you and they are feeling positive and they want to do these things and they know what they want to do with their life, it forces you to just say, well, shoot, if they could say they could mm-hmm. do that, then I could do that too. Uh, and actually, that's how I <laughs> ended up. I ended up with um, another friend, and we said we were going to do Zumba. And I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do. Let, yeah, let's become instructors. We can do that." You know, I'm thinking eventually. She was like, "Well, let's sign up now." She's on the website looking. The <laughs> I'm like, now, like in the next thirty days? You mean? She said, "Yeah, they have a class right now in this area. We could sign up right now." I'm like. Oh, she's for real about this. And so <laughs> it was a push, although I'm passionate about dancing, it was a push for me because I said, you know what? She says we should just do this now, and I guess we should just do this now because I had already taken two Zumba classes and didn't like them because I don't like to watch other people dance because I think I'm just the perfect dancer. Go ahead, girl. When I, when I saw them class, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Why are you looking spastic? This is not the way you do Zumba. So I say all of that to say, talk going back to the Just Do You book, one of the other life lessons is the real juice is outside your comfort zone. Yes. You. It's outside of your comfort zone, right? We, particularly women of color, of the diaspora, we tend to shy away from things that we don't understand, that we don't know, that we fear, but because we've just been brought up in a, in a world that doesn't value us, that doesn't treat us as, you know, whole people, whole people, people that are, you know, fully respected and have a brain and can actually fully function in this, in this world. And so when you have that constantly drilled into you from day one, to have someone say to you the real juice is outside of your comfort zone and then you have to get outside of your comfort zone that you're so you're just comfortable in. Oh man, I you know, I, I know how to do this this um assignment, you know, I'm really not really feeling this work, but I, I, I know how to do this. I could do this in my sleep. 
And if I have to go and do something different, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It goes back to you to your quote about, you know, what failing if I, or fly. Failing what if I fly? fall? Oh, but I, 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 I can, can, I I can give you two examples of that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Yeah, and then I want to jump <laughs> yeah, one of the things that I found was that I really had to get out of my comfort zone is because I like to do this travel to such specific things that didn't necessarily attract other friends or my significant other, I had to get out of the comfort zone of traveling with people and learn to travel alone. Uh, because, you know, I really wanted to go someplace. I was like, no, I really want to okay. go to this. And I'm just going to have to go by myself to Utah in the wintertime because I wanted to <laughs> go to this particular conference about theaters and I did and I was like oh my god or you it know the tech- by the way yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that was not that. That oh, was another that one. one. I yeah, that was another oh, one. No, I went with I went with I went with Z with that one. Um, no, that was the uh, the theater owner in um, in Utah. I mean, that was like nobody was there that I knew. Believe me, <laughs> but I made a lot of friends. Um, or that you I had to really third or fourth wife. yeah, you had to. I had to get over this fear of you know trying to figure out how I was going to build a website. Like, I just don't know this stuff. It was really painful. You ask Eva. She was like, oh, my God, you know, I don't know this, you know, and I just had to, you know, cry and carry on. And the people at GoDaddy know my name, I think, because I called them so many times. But, you know, it, it was not a comfortable thing for me to do. But that was the thing that was stopping me, right? Ladies who know me, that website was taking so long to get up because I couldn't figure out how to do it, and I didn't want to try to figure out how to do it. But I finally yeah. wanted it so badly, I had to figure out how to do it. Yep. Yeah. And I will tell you, actually, doing this book, becoming an author, mm-hmm. put me outside of my comfort zone. And actually, <laughs> the pro- so the process of writing is one thing, but, but when it became closer and closer time to actually go public, about that this was, like, really happening, mm-hmm. and then it was time to start planning the launch event, and I'm like, okay, I wrote the thing. Oh, now i got to learn how to be an author. Mm-hmm. What if, I don't know how to be an author. I don't know what that means. So this is this right. whole year has been just me com- coming out know, of that comfort zone. Yeah. yeah, it's the first yeah. time in years yes. that I have actually taken on a new skill and a new title, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's a perfect way to say that you've come to recognize that skills are transferable even though an organization is not. Right. And yeah. so you have, girl. Yeah, no, that's another thing I tell my clients, that skills are transferable even though an organization is not. And I you had that. these skills. You always had these skills, but you tied them to an organization. But you've come to recognize that all of your flyness is transferable. And you put it in a book. You wrote it in 50 lessons, and you say, come learn some stuff. <laughs> that is how fly you really are. Yeah. That is mm. how fly you really are. And so a couple of wonderful things happened. While we've been on this call, I mean, while we've been on this show, I received a message from one of my clients letting me know she started her own law practice. And that is And she thanked me for that because I helped her recognize how fly she was. Literally, I was showing Ange that she messaged me 
during this discussion. Uh, Super sweet, right? But the other thing is I wanted to talk about Just Do You because I shared this story with Trina, and I thought it was absolutely beautiful and hilarious at the same time. (laughs) So I decided to gift my sister this book. I felt like she was in a transitional period, and I thought that it would be beneficial, right? So I sent it to her job. And she got it in time for her trip because she travels a lot for work, and it was on her desk. And her boss is an older white man, and he loves books. <laughs> so he assumed mm. that the book was for him. Yeah. And he, she said that he yeah, almost See, now that's a white desk. man right there. That's they a white man right there. Says, <laughs> there is a woman color on the cover. <laughs> How do you he, think the book is for you? Okay. <laughs> Oh, it was Go ahead. M-E. That's right. Okay. Sorry. But he, and digress. she said that he almost jumped over the desk to grab this new book. And she said, no, that's my book. My sister sent it for me. She sent me this book. And, she, and he said, what's it about? And she said, 50 lessons on being a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> revolutionary in nature in terms of being a black woman. And I did have to tell her, I'm like, while I appreciate the compliment, the book is not race-specific. It's just 50 lessons. But I'm like, I promise you the author would appreciate oh, I loved it. the story. I loved it. Um, and so she does have the book with her now. She gets ready to process it. So I just thought that was a beautiful testament to uh the fact that she hadn't read it yet, but she was already willing to go to battle and claim <laughs> her. Yes. And she was already to, to, going, to plant herself and say, no, this is battle. for me as a black woman, and no, you cannot have it. Well, here's what I think we need to do. Get a book and send it to her supervisor and say, yes, this is now your book. <laughs> and work through Work through it. Because it's not, it is not specific to any race. (laughs) Or gender. No. No. Or gender. gender. You see a woman on the cover, a woman of color on the cover, and you think, oh, this is for a woman of color, possibly. But not necessarily. Mm -hmm. The life lessons in this book are for anyone. Anyone. And I think that. Having this book just laying out on your desk <laughs> <laughs> at work, <laughs> maybe several copies of it just lying about. <laughs> and sure, I like that. And yeah, possibly that's right. Open to a particular life lesson. Such as setting yeah. boundaries sets you free. <laughs> <laughs> and she felt very free in that moment because. Um, my sister's a little bit more respectable than I am. So you would not have necessarily expected her to respond to her uh-huh. boss in that capacity, mm-hmm. whereas I would. And so that was part of the beauty, because I'm like, I can send you some revolutionary books to put on your desk to check your boss if you want. I have you on that. I'm like, I got you, but I thought that that was really beautiful. Um, that, that's, a nice, that's a very nice story. So. Yes. 
Um, I want to give all of you an opportunity for some last-minute, you know, comments about you know, where you see your your business is going from here. Let people know how they can contact you in in your work, your website, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and just you know, any any other lesson that you think people should have, or any other tool you think people should should utilize when they're trying to. Really figure out if this is what they if this is what they should be doing, and we can talk a little bit, um, Sabrina. If you want to talk a little bit about just the monetary monetary value in terms of of tax relations, but um, or tax issues, but um, yeah, I think if you guys want to just go through, we'll start with Q and just mm-hmm. talk a little bit, and we'll go to Cinnamon Cinephile, and then after that, mm-hmm. uh, Sabrina. Hi, so I have a website. And it is jnnconsulting.net. So I'll repeat that again, jnnconsulting.net, J-A-N-D-N-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.net if you want to reach me. And that information about how to contact me is on the website. And just to give you a little bit of the sense of my process, if we are about to do your resume, and I promise to you that whatever you send me, I'm going to say that's really great, but we need to start from scratch, so this is really just a conversation piece. We are generally <laughs> going to have at least two two-hour conversations about what it is you've sent me, and there will be a lot of asking, what does that mean? And what you have to recognize is that sometimes life is an onion, and you have to keep peeling back the layers to get at the core of your skill set. Because like I said, skills are transferable even though an organization is not. And so that two, two, those two two-hour phone conversations is how I get to extrapolate your skills, your accomplishments, and put it into one or two pages max in order to get you where you need to go. Um, so it's very intense. I have yet to have a person complain about the process. I simultaneously will look for jobs for you that you're into and send you possibilities. I will help you develop a cover letter, and I additionally have a very intensive process to prepare you for interviews. And anyone who, all of my clients who have gone through the entire process have secured jobs. Um, My clients... And if they haven't gotten a job that they want, they recognize that it's not necessarily about them, but we continue to go through the process. Um, And the resume, the interview prep is quite intensive, and it includes you creating a cheat sheet. It includes you answering 20 common questions, us going through your answers to those questions, and me mock interviewing you. And all of that is to take you to a place where when you go into an interview, you can have a conversation Mm -hmm. as opposed to a back and forth. forth. You have a conversation, and as a matter of fact, I want you so well prepared when you go in there, you're almost angry that you have to prove yourself. Not quite there, but like, you know, Mm -hmm. I still have this in the bag. Let's just get this interview done so you can offer me your money and I can figure out how we're going to work this out. (laughs) That is how prepared I want my clients to be. So that way, if you walk away and they offer the job to someone else, you know that there was nothing else that you could do. So their decision was never really about you. Mm. And the last thing that I want you to walk away with, um, 
something that I was told many years ago, my first job, and I've never forgotten it. You can love an organization, but an organization cannot love you back. I'm going to say that one more time. Please. You can love an organization, but an organization cannot love you back. Or to put it another way, if you die tomorrow, they will replace you. Exactly. Step right over you. Mm -hmm. So you can't be mad that you never got something that was never yours. So I say all of that to say is I will work with you. I will help you develop resumes, cover letters. I will teach you how to answer those silly ranking factors if you want to apply for a government job. But in the end, I will never promise you that you can get a job because I am not the final decision maker. And I need you to understand that. That being said, all of my clients who have gone through the process have secured work. So there you go. Thank you very much, Q. You're welcome. Appreciate it. So, Miss Cinnamon, Miss Cinnamon, Cinnamon. <laughs> well, okay. So, since I'm, my next step is getting it monetized, I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, we have very different uh, side gigs that you're hearing, you know. So, it's kind of um, I'm going to talk about monetizing a website sort of a, of a side gig where you either have a blog post or a website or something like that. Um, the one I mentioned to you was the Fandango affiliate program, but the affiliate programs through these uh, um, publishers are geared to whatever it is you're talking about. So the major publisher is called CJ Affiliate. They usually um, – power these various different kinds or run these affiliate programs because I'm talking about movies I am partnered with Fandango but if I was talking about food you know I would be talking that would be partnered with somebody else and then once you get into the program based on how many eyeballs that you have looking at your site you can get uh, widgets and things or RS feeds that um, will give you a little more presence in that world and then people can click on that widget or read that RS feed and then once they go to the product through your portal you get paid and they pay you every month or every quarter it depends on how much you know the the they have a threshold how much they're going to cut a check for so if it takes you a whole quarter to get the $50 you know because it's usually like 10 cents a click then that's what happens so you know, be aware that there are definite ways to make yourself um, a money maker while you sleep. There really are, uh, but you—it isn't easy. Uh, you know, you have to have the eyeballs. You have to really get it out there. You've got to work at it every day. But uh, it's definitely something that, if you love it and that's where your effort is, and you're doing this anyway, and you're posting and blogging, and you're developing a following. Um, you would be able to get into any of these programs. They're looking for you, believe me. I mean, I will tell you honestly, I bought my car through something like that. You know how when you're reading something and you see the ad on the side that is something related to what you're reading. That's what I'm talking about. When I clicked on that ad and it took me to the type of car I wanted, somebody got paid. I went and got a car. You know, I didn't do anything, but I got the car, but... That ad or the widget that was on the side of the article I was reading led me to the dealer, and so someone who whoever whoever's website I was reading the original article on got paid for doing that, leading me to the dealer. So that's how you make money in your sleep after you get your thing up and running, where you will not sleep because you're doing this as a side job, <laughs> but you don't mind because you love it. Thank you so much, Cinnamon. <laughs> and uh, finally, last but not least. My coach Trina. Yes. So 
so um so yeah, I'm still, you know, figuring out this officing and um have different events coming up. I will be hosting an online book club in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. And um all of these things that I'm mentioning, you can get on my list and I have a free free download. If you go to justdoyouinstitute.com, there is a tab uh, that is Trina's new book, and you can actually purchase your book there. We will be launching on Amazon soon for the Kindle version. Um, it's it's available in paperback right now, but we'll be um, doing a, a Amazon. And I'm actually, you know me, you guys, I'm going for a bestseller campaign. Mm-hmm. So I'm you know, priming the pump for that and trying to clear my deck so I can really pay it, give it the right amount of attention. But I have a free gift on my website. Um, along the right side, it's a free download. You join my list, and it's called Create Your Own Manifest Personal Manifesto for an Authentic Life. And it's, yes, and it's, it's a worksheet. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> and you guys think I give yeah. But it... But it's it's actually very impactful and very brief, and it actually will help you kind of break through to some things to help you get to some of that juice and, that we were talking about. And your website is? JustDoYouInstitute.com. JustDoYouInstitute.com. Yes, yes. And you can also, I, I also have a self-love challenge, a seven-day self-love challenge that is kicking off yes. before the end of the month. And if you want to hear about that, email me, Trina, at T-R-I-N-A, at MyCoachTrina, so MyCoachTRINA.com, and I'll get you the details on that. Okay, perfect, perfect. And Cinnamon oh, Cinephile, you said your, yes, it your is, it is. Uh, website. <laughs> it is CinnamonCinephile.com, and we are not going to change that. that name even though I have to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> It is just as it sounds. Cinnamon, C I N N A M O N C I N E P H I L E. Cinnamon Cinephile, all one word. dot com. Great, thank you, thank you very much. So we're going to close out our show with two quick things. Uh, Q has an announcement for our next show. Our next show will be on Thursday, November sixteenth at seven p.m. You can go right back to Blog Talk Radio and or go to the Revolutionary Sisters of Diaspora, our website. We will be publicizing it. And that show will be close um, to my heart and my ethos, which is called Intersectionality and Challenging White Supremacy, a.k.a. how women of color can be considered whole people in a hostile world. <laughs> my and, you know, I don't want to go too much into it now because we're wrapping up, but we just have to recognize um, that as we move through a world in a space that both renders us invisible and chooses to exploit our talents every step of the way, we have to be comfortable in acknowledging that we are both women and we're a people of color and you cannot separate us from our race, nor our gender, nor our ethnicity, and we cannot be expected to do so. So while we have to navigate multiple systems of oppression every time we leave our house, when we come to Blog Talk Radio, when we are sisters living in solidarity, there's nothing that can break us. 
and there is nothing that is going to break our sisterhood and our strength. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to get deep into that, and we're going to break down some strategies on self-care, how to just do you, how to recognize how fly you really are, um, because the world will not tell you that, but we will. Amen. And Ashe, Ashe. thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And so we leave you with a Just Do You by my my coach Trina out of the book, Lesson 35, Know Your Worth and Act Accordingly. Amen. Solidarity. (laughs) Know your worth and act accordingly. Go forth and side gig. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, wait. The revolution may not be televised, but it will be live streamed. There we go. Good night, everybody. Good night.